Hey y'all, it's your girl IJ. And this is Cut. And And you're you're listening listening to to The The Refresh. Refresh. Hang out with us for a while and rejuvenate your mind through open discussions about Black mental health. No subject is off limits. Welcome to another episode of The Refresh. This is Cuddly. And this is IJ. Welcome back, everyone. Awesome. So we're going to just get started with our huga. I will go first. My huga for the week, I'm very excited about it, is that the LSU women's basketball team won the national championships. Oh, yeah. I've heard. <laughs> yes. It was really exciting. And it's right on topic what I guess what we're talking about today, which is nostalgia. Because, you know, it's just like this feeling that you get being an LSU Tiger. Like whenever, and I'm sure all schools or, you know, students go through it with their alma maters, but it's just this feeling you get where it's like just so electric, you know, the whole campus and it's like we're winning. We're number one. Are we going to win? Are we going to be the best? Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to just see that LSU culture and just to see everyone celebrating and just so excited and throwing up the purple and gold. It was really exciting for me. And even more so because it was women, because let's be real, (laughs) normally with LSU, it's like, you know, the football team or the basketball team or the golf team or whoever is doing great. So it was refreshing to see um, the woman have a win for one. So yeah. Right. That's a big one for your alma mater. And like, you know, obviously I didn't go to LSU, but I've always like appreciated just the like fan culture around LSU and especially LSU football. And, you know, like back in the day, I came to me at least one tailgate and like experienced (laughs) all of that. And I was like, whoa, this is not what's going on at my college. (laughs) It was so much fun, right? It was. And it was just like, it's like you said, it's just an energy, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone is there, like not just even students. It's like all of Baton Rouge just wants to do this. So there's yeah. the energy and the excitement is just so like palpable in those moments. But yeah, girl, it was a lot of fun. A lot of drinks. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> It's not a tailgate without a bunch of alcohol. So <laughs> yeah, it was, right. it was really nice to see. Um, unfortunately, all of the you know, all the media that followed afterwards was, I mean, it was good media at first, but it just, the whole debate between the whole, you know, like, oh, a white girl did it. Why is it not the same when a black girl does it? You know, that was kind of disappointing, but I feel like it just overshadowed the good feeling portion of everything. So, right. It's like, we should just be focusing on this win and not, you know, having think pieces about racism right now. Not right. to say it's not important, but like we want to just celebrate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it was nice. Cool. What a great hygge. Mm-hmm. My hygge for the week was that I recently bought a bike. Um, so that was really exciting. And it was just something that I felt like, you know, it was on the to-do list years ago and just never got <laughs> taken care of. But mm-hmm. I remember like during COVID was when I was like, okay, I really want to get one. Because, you know, at that point we were just trying to like figure out how can I do anything without staying in the house. But that eventually just kind of got derailed. So I just felt like lately I was like, I need to be more 
intentional about this. And I just kind of put it on my calendar a random day, you know? So when that week came around, I was like, oh shoot, I guess I'm buying a bike this week. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> we went to like a little used store here and I, I got to try out a couple of them because, you know, I don't plan to be commuting on my bike or anything like that. Like <laughs> I plan to use this for, it's just fun. You know, I want to go to Leisure. the park. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I was like, I'm going to get me a used one. But it was fun to just try out some different ones and just see what felt comfortable. So I got one, can't tell you too many details about it, but it is like navy blue. It has like several speeds and it just like felt really good. So it just got me excited about the spring and the summer because, mm-hmm. you know, lately the, the weather has been changing, the days are getting longer and it's just like, yay, this is a way and an opportunity to make sure that I am outdoors when the weather gets back good. Did you get a helmet? Not yet. So I've been looking at helmets and girl, I'm really trying to find one that's kind of modern and like cute, but obviously is going to you know, protect my head as well. And there's just so much out there. Like, I feel like I have to just choose three and be like, pick from these as otherwise there's just a <laughs> rabbit hole of helmets and bike locks, girl. Like people do not play when they are reviewing these bike locks. <laughs> I can like, imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. People will just buy a bunch of bike locks and like use a saw and like see which one takes the longest to cut through. And they're like, get this one. I was like, all right, I I trust you. If you're doing this kind of like experimentation to figure it out, then you are clearly dedicated. I guess now I'm about to ask you like bike questions. So (laughs) would you be keeping this in your house like to store it or would it be like outside at night? So we have it in the garage right now. Okay. Yeah, so it'll stay in there when we're at home. But if we decide to like ride somewhere in the neighborhood, you know, I'll have to keep it parked outside somewhere. Do people really steal bikes like in the broad daylight? Girl, I think so. (laughs) Like, bikes are really a hot commodity, apparently. That's something. And it's so trifling, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah. So, where I live, you know, I live in Bankhead. So. I sometimes see like homeless people riding like really nice bikes. And I hate to say it, like my first thought be like, damn. They Well, no, not like really nice bikes. Let me rephrase that. I'll see homeless people riding like a pink girl's bike. <laughs> you know, like a grown. Like, right. That's clearly for a child. For a child, like, or at least a preteen. And you know, the nice bikes that you wanted when we would go to Walmart when we were like 13, like a nice pink sparkly bike. And I'll see it and just be like, dang, he got somebody, you know? (laughs) I know exactly what you mean, because I always have that exact same thought, because the bikes are always too small, always. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you better go give that little seven-year-old their bike bag. Stop Girl, they be getting around, though. They be getting around. (laughs) He be looking like he don't have a worry in the world, like, where I'm going next? (laughs) And honestly, if someone stole my bike and I saw them riding it, I'm probably not going to approach them because what I'm going to do, they just going to ride away. Girl, please. <laughs> Let's, there's multiple options here. If you're in a car, you can ride up slowly behind them and bump them off their bike. That's, I would definitely do that at least. Or just walk up. That girl's trying to go to jail, them. y'all. I mean, not like, ugh, okay, I guess he could like fall on the ground and be like, I broke my neck. So I guess, but still. And he will. <laughs> but he homeless and he stole your bike, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just hope that in a couple of months, I don't have to come back on here. Like they got me all. I <laughs> went square with the, one. I should have went with the bike lock 5,000, not the exactly. 4,000. 
So yeah, but I'm excited about it. So just got to get the helmet, get the bike lock, and I'll do that over the next couple of weeks or so, and then get out there on the road. (laughs) Well, congratulations. Thanks. (laughs) Want to share your hygge with us? Follow us on Instagram at The Refresh Show and leave us a comment letting us know where your hygge was for the week. So today we are going to discuss a topic that is a fave of mine, and that is nostalgia. So nostalgia is a universal experience. Nine out of 10 people admit to thinking about the past positively, at least sometimes, and almost half claim to do it often. Nostalgia is triggered during transitional periods and also during times of stress. For example, during COVID lockdown, people rewatched and re-listened to old TV shows and music for comfort. 54% of television viewers rewatched episodes of an old favorite TV show, while 55% listened to music they used to love but haven't listened to in a while, according to a Nielsen study. There can actually be a downside to too much reminiscing. Even though nostalgia can be an effective antidote to stress and anxiety, when a trip down memory lane goes on for too long, it can actually make you feel a little bit worse. All right. So tell me a little bit about what's the first thing that comes to mind for you when you hear the word nostalgia. Oh, so many things come to mind. But first and foremost, I would probably think of um, like a particular time in my life. And for some reason, like five, six, five to six years old comes up. I have like really specific memories. You know, those memories that you probably shouldn't still have, but you still do. (laughs) Somewhat. What's the age that they say you stop, like you forget all your memories? Um, I know before age four, you just, there's no recall. Okay. So this is probably, I think it's five, six years old, but it's memories of like Mardi Gras when we were young, right? Mm -hmm. Did you go to parades when you were young? I did. Okay, cool. With my family. Yeah. Remember like packing (laughs) up like, okay. So what I think about is going to Mardi Gras. It was a whole production for us. Okay. Especially being five, six years old, we would like wake up, at what felt like it was like way too early, maybe like <laughs> eight o'clock, maybe even seven. And I would like wander out of my room, like rubbing my eyes and everyone was going ham already. Okay. Like I was the last one to know. And it's just like these memories of my mom making sandwiches and like cutting mm-hmm. the crust off and like packing a cooler. Like we actually brought a cooler to Mardi yeah. Gras, <laughs> you know? And also I think about my dad used to just like whip me up onto his shoulders when a float would come by. Mm -hmm. And he would tell me to like wave my arms as hard as I can and scream. And I would get all the teddy bears, girl. (laughs) I know that was one of the best perks of being a child during Mardi Gras. You literally got everything, bro. You got Mm -hmm. the big beads, you got the moon (laughs) pies, you got the The coconuts. And bro, like as you get older and go into those parades, you be slick wanting to beef with these kids. Like that was my coconut. I know. So I have had those moments where I'm looking at them like, oh, but that's probably like me kind of hating on them. But I've (laughs) also had moments because, right, you get these toys and these beats and you know they're going in the garbage you know Mm -hmm. where they're going when you get home so i i have had moments in the more recent years at mardi gras where i will actually like have this 
chivalrous moment where I, you know, hand a toy to a child and it just makes their day, you know? Yeah. It's like passing the torch, you know? It's like, I've had 10 years of this. Let me make your day right now. I'm an old lady now. (laughs) We're on teens officially, but oh my God, you bringing that up just triggered a lot of memories of those same things for me. Because I remember my dad would always kind of be the primary person bringing us. And my mom would come sometimes, which, sometimes. you know, thinking of my mom nowadays, I'm shocked that she ever came out. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember we would always meet up with either, like Uncle Richard, I remember always meeting up with, Uncle Chuka. Pretty sure we would meet up with like Uncle Gibson and like Crystal's family and stuff a lot. And it's just like, wow, like it really was a whole production, like you said, you know, like finding that meeting spot. I remember always, my dad would always park by Chicken Mart, which to this day, (laughs) I can't like tell you exactly where it is in New Orleans, but like, I know that it exists. (laughs) Does it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But, oh, those were such sweet times. Just so carefree and just literally having a good old time with your friends and family. And it's so funny because like we watched The Simpsons when we were young. We really were not supposed to. We would sneak it sometimes and watch it though. And, you know, Homer always ate these donuts that just, it could only be on a cartoon, right? It was like the white, not white. It was like the plain donut with like pink icing and sprinkles (laughs) on it. I know exactly what it looks like. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And them cartoon donuts, cartoon food period be looking fire, okay? and. At the time, I think my dad worked at Turo Hospital, and Mm -hmm. Turo, I guess, was on the route, so they were allowing their employees to, like, bring their families and, like, park and, like, hang out or whatever, and I will never forget, I cannot forget this as long as I live. We walked in, and there was, like, a tall and, like, slender donut showcase, like, pick your donut, put it in a bag, and go pay for it. Girl, the Simpsons donut was in there. <laughs> it was a pink donut with icing and just sprinkles. And I will, I cannot forget seeing it because I wanted it so bad. But of course, I didn't get it. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Look how long it's it, it stuck for you, too. It's one of those core memories that I cannot forget. Mm-hmm. You know, dang girl. Right. I hope you get one better in the next year or so. <laughs> right. <laughs> Full circle moment. But yeah, for me, when I think of nostalgia, I also think back to like childhood, but I feel like I think more back to like our tweenish years a little bit. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know, nine through 12, 13 or so. And I just think about really just our entertainment at that time, our TV shows, our movies, and especially as it relates to the Disney channel. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like Disney had us in a chokehold, as the youth yep. say. And I don't care what anyone says, our Disney was the best era of Disney. I don't know what's going on right now, but well, we had <laughs> we had it good. Girl. Girl. Bruh, Xenon. From, from Xenon, Xenon the sequel to, uh, I was just about to say, from True Confessions to Xenon oh the sequel. God. True Confessions the- was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that movie was deep, man. Shia, Shia should have gotten a he should have been at the uh the Oscars that year. <laughs> right. That was like our telltale sign that this is a man who's gonna do really good things in his life. But mm-hmm. I just remember like the excitement that I 
felt when the decom was premiering. Because, you know, up until then, there were so many commercials, damn near every other commercial you'd watch when you're watching your shows. So you're just like, oh my gosh, you've seen so many clips. You've seen the trailer a million times. And it's finally that <laughs> Music night. Music videos <laughs> for the soundtrack. <laughs> right? You know everything about this movie except what happened. So you're like on your couch at, what, 6.55, just ready. You got your blanket. Waiting. <laughs> Exactly. And it's like, everyone shut up. Nobody better interrupt anything about this movie. And then it comes on and you're just like locked in. Oh my God. Yes. Like I'm having all the feels right now. Mainly what movie am I thinking about right now? I'm thinking of, first of all, I'm thinking of that theme song. Like when it was just coming on, like at 6.59, it was like, it's the right time for a Zoom movie. Do you remember that? <laughs> Something like that. I ain't gonna sing yes. it though. Oh. <laughs> Girl, and it was you know, like, all the kids like jumping up jumping and stuff and doing um doing what are they call when you jump in the air and touch your toe toe touches. I think so. Something like that. All kinds oh. of flips and whatnot. Yes. <laughs> but yes, that moment. Since then, I don't think I've experienced that level of excitement for a movie since you know. And I was really trying to rack my mind. What is my favorite decom? Because I mean, there's just so many. That's tough. But you know what? I think I had to land on dun da 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 High School Musical. Oh my! That really changed the game. (laughs) It changed the game, but also it's never been even close to as good. You know what I mean? I feel like High School Musical also set the bar so high that everything after that just sucked. Yeah, honestly, it kind of ruined decoms for everyone else because. Like you said, it's just these standards that High School Musical set, nobody can reach them. Girl, living in my own world. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when it came out, I just never thought that a movie that basic could transform my life. Girl, so for me, my memory of High School Musical, I can't believe we're talking about High School Musical, but you know what? Also, of course we are. My memory of High School Musical, unfortunately, like- it coincides with Katrina. Like once I got settled in BR after Katrina, I was hearing about it on the radio, like all over the news and the TV. I was like, wait, what happened while we were in New Orleans? That really like, it really was just like, I caught it late, Mm -hmm. but high school musical two, I remember where I, listen, IJ, let me take you down memory lane real quick. Okay. (laughs) I was sitting in my living room back in New Orleans. Katrina had passed. We moved back in and you and I were texting. I remember. And we said- I I hope you're going to say what I'm thinking right now. You know I'm going to say we texted each other at the same moment when Zach was looking at a a CGI water wave from Windows 98 of himself in the lake. And we both said- Literally at the exact moment, y'all, like our phones dinged at the same time. And we were like, all capital letters. Do you see this? That is not his reflection. That is not his reflection. Like, how dare you? Y'all, like- For the High School Musical fans, you know exactly what we're talking about. If you're not a High School Musical fan, I highly (laughs) encourage you to go on YouTube and search like High School Musical to... What song was he singing? I remember he was just running around the golf courses and stuff. It was one of those songs that were my least favorite. You know how you have like the least favorite 
song mm-hmm. on every high school musical movie it was that song like i didn't right. care about what it was it was stupid it was Very like him stupid. running around talking about who am i you know one of those <laughs> right what should i do right <laughs> should i go to college on a full basketball scholarship or stay and hang out with my friends like bro <laughs> take the scholarship <laughs> and actually shut the fuck up also <laughs> But oh my God, I will never forget that moment. That was so crazy. And Disney was definitely wrong for that. Like they literally <laughs> cut and paste his actual head and put it on water and said, it's a reflection, y'all. <laughs> you know what else I think about? This is going to be great for all of our listeners. This is going to become a high school musical nostalgia podcast I episode. But <laughs> I think about you, you stealing. Oh. <laughs> My shirts, okay? I did. I did. Listen, I purchased probably at the time, no, definitely at the time was the most expensive item of clothing I had ever purchased because it was from American Eagle and American Eagle was <laughs> out of reach for us back then. We should not have been in that store, okay? Definitely not. But it was Zach Efron wore this like blue button down plaid shirt. What song was that? All for one, the closing yeah, at the song. End. Mm-hmm. At the end, the closing song where everyone just having a great time. Okay, love that song. And Ijama sees that I have this shirt that looks <laughs> extremely similar to his, and she borrows it for. Was it the first day of school? I actually don't remember. I don't know what made me like what if there was an occasion coming up, or if I was just like, "Ooh, I need it." <laughs> Do you remember how long it took for me to get it back? You know, legend says I still have it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where this shirt is anymore. (laughs) But y'all, it was the exact same shirt that he had. And that's how obsessed (laughs) I was. I loved Zach. Loved. And I was like, I must have this shirt. And I must do the dances and sing these crazy songs in it and feel like him. Like, it was so ridiculous. And I did. That was and wild. I, did. I know. Uh, that was I still can't believe that happened, but it just felt so appropriate. You know, I was like, right. like this is exactly why they created this movie for me to fall in love with this. I could eventually <laughs> meet Zach Efron in the most random way ever. God was <laughs> like, here you go, girl. Right. Uh, but <laughs> Disney for sure had us in a chokehold. And then of course, our favorite. Degrassi, the next generation. Oh man, Degrassi. Degrassi. I had a great time during COVID, as I mentioned earlier. Like, we rewatched so many things. Like, I don't know about you, I rewatched a lot of stuff. Yeah. But Degrassi, when was it Shala's first time? Uh, I don't know if it was her first time, but honestly, maybe. Or maybe. I think it was. Dang. I think it might have been her first time because I remember us like saying, just you wait, girl, and things like that. (laughs) It probably was was, then. That was a really important time. Like COVID was just so scary. And we watched the entire Degrassi, like start to finish next generation. Mm -hmm. And it hit so different. It's like, have we ever seen this show before? (laughs) Man, look, I love that about movies and TV shows. Like, you could listen to it when you're 13, and it's going to be a whole different thing when you're 23, and an entirely different thing when you're, like, 33. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, oh, my gosh. Just the best, the best, one of the best shows ever. And it lasted for so long. Like, there were just so many seasons. And even after The Next Generation ended, Netflix picked it up. And I watched those. I know you didn't, but they were No, I did watch them. 
You did? Mm-hmm. All did. of them? I'm pretty sure I watched all of them. So I remember that one boy, I'm blinking on his name, but I remember Maya. I remember that like tall boy who eventually was gay and dating Tristan. Um, oh, yeah. Tristan. Miles or something. Yes. Oh, I mm-hmm. forgot about Tristan and Miles. Wow. Degrassi was so ahead of its time. <laughs> right. It so really all was. of them, but it just didn't hit the same, you know, something about that of next course. generation. I mean, yeah, it was Netflix, Degrassi in 2000 and whatever, you know, but <laughs> man, like, I mean, the birth of Drake, right? Yeah. Wearing his triple five soul and <laughs> rapping in his wheelchair. That was great. <laughs> Those times were wild. <laughs> they really were. And I think that's why, you know, I, I've grown to just kind of feel whatever about Drake, but Deep in my heart, I have the utmost respect for him because it's like I love him as Jimmy. Like I'll never forget Drake for giving us Jimmy, but Drake exactly. is a musician. He did a good job, and he was a good actor back then. He's a really great actor. Oh God, listen. So we're gonna do follow ups to this. I'm just gonna <laughs> go ahead and say that we're gonna do a Disney one, and we're gonna do a Degrassi one. Might so, as well. We can clearly <laughs> talk for forever about those things, <laughs> but. To tie this, you know, topic back to mental health, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to just, you know, bring up some information found in studies about nostalgia and how that can influence our mental health in different ways. So Mm -hmm. there are some studies that show that feelings of nostalgia are often triggered when someone is experiencing some type of negative emotional state in their life. So maybe they're really stressed out or feeling really down, feeling really angry about something, whatever it is. But there are studies that show that when you trigger those feelings of nostalgia, it can actually have protective effects against those types of feelings. So it can boost your mood or just, you know, at least kind of take you out of that negative emotional state momentarily. Was there a time in your life where that happened? Uh, Yeah, I'd say more recently, I find that this happens for me you know, to tie it back to last episode, but I find that it happens to me a lot when I am experiencing a lot of stress, which is unfortunately usually from work. But I'll have these moments where I just feel maybe like completely overwhelmed with everything going on, you know, a million deadlines, like feeling like you're not keeping up with everything as you should. And you're just kind of completely over it. You know, everything feels like a chore. You just don't want to do anything. I'm sure you've all, you know, had those moments, but But I find that when I'm in those moments, I will think back to just times in my life where I didn't have as much stress or just had more time to do things that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, that brings me back to maybe like early to mid 20s a little bit, you know. So I start to think about those times and a lot of the good memories, what I used to do with my time. But I find that in that process, it actually helps me put things in perspective a little bit because... I think about, well, wow, I've come a really long way from that time. And, you know, it helps me think about who I even was in my early 20s or mid 20s and how I used to just really want to be in this position that I have right now and how at that moment it felt so impossible. It felt so far away. So it's Mm -hmm. actually really cool to like be back in the present and be like, you know what? things worked out. You know, you are literally where you wanted to be. You had a dream and you made it happen. And then that kind of helps me just kind of shake off some of that, those negative feelings about it and just feel more appreciative for the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I find, I just feel like that happens more often than not. And it's, it's actually pretty cool that you can just kind of think about a past memory and then suddenly you're like, whoa, why was I even feeling like that? Yeah. 
comparing to what you just said, the one thing I think about is just like my anxiety as a whole. Like, you know, I have moments still. And then I realize that, you know, like, I feel like anxiety is just something that you can, you can work towards finding a solution if you just really like sit down with it and like try, right. And like work hard at it. So like, it's all in your head is what I'm trying to say for me, at least not for everyone else. But um, I have these moments where I have like these thoughts where I'm just like really like working myself up and it's all in my head. And I know that I'm talking myself up. And then I'll think about, you know, back in the day when I first realized I had anxiety and how bad it used to be, it was kind of like crippling, you know, like I couldn't go out. I couldn't like feel comfortable in a crowd. Like the only thing I would think about in a crowd back in the day was being trampled. <laughs> like I'm Damn. not even kidding. Like I would get to a concert and just look for the exit or think there's no way I'm going to the front because if a stampede happens, I need to be in a place where I can run, you know, just things like that. Like public speaking. I had a class at LSU for public speaking and they recorded us when we spoke and we were supposed to go home and watch our videos and then come back, you know, improve, like make a comment on things we could improve upon. And people in the class wrote us notes, like anonymous notes, trying to, you know, encourage us in ways that we could improve. I never read a single note and I never watched a single video because I was just so scared of like myself, you know? So when I have moments of anxiety now, I try to push past them and a way that I do that is I'll have like a flashback to the past of how bad it really used to be. And then it would just make me smile because I realized that whatever I'm going through today, it pales in comparison to what I went through back then. Right. It just helps you understand like everything truly is relative, you know, and it, it actually kind of excites me though. Cause I think about myself even like two years from today or five years from today, mm-hmm. and I'm going to look back at this time and be like, Whoa, you know, what was going on? And like, it's just, it's cool because you can just, it helps you understand like improvement is going to happen, right? Like change is, change is inevitable Mm -hmm. and you just kind of have to be patient, you know, like you just have to kind of take those little steps every day. And then before you know it, three years have gone by and you're able to look back and be like, whoa, so much has happened for me. Right. And if you want something bad enough, right? If you want to change or if you want to be better, that it's up to you and that it's possible. Exactly. It's almost kind of like powerful, you know? It's like you can literally do what you put your mind to, you know, not to be cliche or whatever, but I think the examples that we just described really put that into reality. Yeah. But even like in the day-to-day, you know, this is kind of a simpler example, if you will, but even just thinking about those notifications that we get on Facebook, you know, when you log in, it's like on this day, 10 years ago, and it'll show you your weird statuses or (laughs) it'll show you the most ridiculous picture from, you know, childhood. And it's just so sweet. Like those moments I will not always, but sometimes I'll like take a screenshot and send it to that friend, you know, and then It's just like a nice little moment to reconnect right then and just like, remember how silly this was? There's one that I, that Facebook will remind me of like annually. And I remember Mm -hmm. it was a high school football game that I'd gone to with Julia. 
And for whatever reason, we decided to dress up completely crazily. Like we had regular clothes on, but then we put like bikinis on top. We had our hair like all kinds of ways. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> socks up to our like thighs, the weird shoes. And we were just at a football game like this. And we took this picture in her room before we left. And it's just completely outrageous. But every time that Facebook reminds me of that, I'm just like, wow, I had the balls to do that at what, 15 or 16. It's pretty cool. But it's just a nice little moment. Was it like a theme day? I don't think so. Like, I'm pretty sure it was a homecoming game, but it wasn't like everyone dress up. (laughs) We just decided to do it. That's hilarious, but also (laughs) crazy as hell. Right. (laughs) And again, it's something that I will even forget has happened, but then Facebook will be like, hey, girl. Just a reminder. (laughs) Never forget. (laughs) Right. And then it's just nice because you think about it in that moment and you just, you know, it just triggers a lot of other memories from that time and with whoever that friend was in that photo. So it could just be a a little mood boost in the moment that, you know, comes unexpectedly. Girl, my Facebook memories consist of me. We remember that time when we spelled things with different capitalizations. Oh my God, like a lowercase i? Yes, girl. Like starting a sentence with a lowercase and then the next letter being like uppercase. Yeah, so much damn effort. Like, how did we do that? And then I saw one where I spelled boy with an i. (laughs) Girl, you know you still be doing that. Girl, stop. I was like, come on, Facebook, chill. <laughs> chill. Some of the statuses, I'm just like, wow. Facebook yeah, statuses same. used to actually just be a sounding board for whatever was going on in that moment. Yeah. Like, it basically used to be Twitter. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. My statuses were ridiculous. They were Very. really embarrassing. Yeah. And sometimes there are these videos that apparently we used to post on each other's walls where we would record ourselves just, I don't know, talking shit or, you mm-hmm. know, just being silly. And it'll be like five minute long videos. <laughs> because and I'm what, like, wow, why? What, why? Like videos were a thing. You understand? Like now we can just pick up our phone and record a video. Back then it was like, go get the digital camera, charge it for six hours, clear the memory card, blow on it, record (laughs) this video, upload. You know what I mean? Like it was a whole thing to make a video back then. So, oh God, so much embarrassment. So much embarrassment. (laughs) It really is, but so funny too. And it's just like a time, it's like a time capsule. You know, it's like, this is is who I was at 17. That's why I never want Facebook to go away because it's literally a time capsule. Mm -hmm. So sweet. So on the other hand, there's also studies that show that nostalgic feelings can have the opposite effect where it can actually lead to more negative emotions like anger or sadness or disappointment. And I think this can happen in a lot of situations where, you know, if someone experiences negative emotions like chronically and they're kind of always thinking about the past and wishing that things were different, then, you know, that can kind of put them in this perpetual state of just like, you know, really not being in the present and enjoying that present uh, moment. So it really can go like both ways depending on the situation. So I wanted to ask you, like, where do you feel like that has played out in your life where the flip side is happening? Um, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is just like, as a whole, the state of the world, like how safe I feel, you know, back when we were young, things were just, we were so just like, 
everything was easy going. It was like, you know, you go to school, you come home from school, you watch cartoons, you go to sleep, you wake up and you do it again. And now, you know, just to like see what's going on, especially in schools and to see that kids aren't, it doesn't feel like kids are safe anymore. And even just like me walking down the street, you know, it's like, is someone going to steal my car or punch me in the face? Like, I don't know. So that's something that I really miss about those days, just like my younger years, right? Just feeling like nothing could touch me or not that nothing could touch me, but feeling like not having to concern myself with the things that I have to concern myself with today. Right. And as we see about this, of course, we're on the heels of yet another school shooting in Nashville. But yeah, I totally get that because it's just objectively, you know, these things are happening way more frequently. And I think it's interesting that for us, you know, we're kind of in this point in our life where, you know, we're adults now that this is happening. So our perspective on it is so different where someone who was an adult, you know, when we were children and now they're seeing how much it has changed, that must feel even crazier for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, definitely. But yeah, I totally get that. It's like society, unfortunately, just seems to truly be deteriorating in so Mm -hmm. many ways. And it just seems like there's no solutions. Like we are just so polarized as a country. And it's like these, what should be common sense solutions regarding Mm -hmm. gun reform is just like we're at a standstill and it just doesn't make any sense. Like I feel like the answer is right there, waving a big ass red flag, sirens, doing a jig. And we're just like, what do we do? I have no idea. We can't, we can't change anything, you know? And it just feels so hopeless. Hopeless. Yeah, definitely hopeless. And I remember, I'll never forget. I think this is another core memory of maybe like six years ago, we were talking about the shootings on the phone one day and we were like, what's going to make them stop? Like what's going to make them do something about gun violence? And you said, when they start killing our kids, mm-hmm. I'll never that forget you saying that. And I was like, that's it. That's what's going to make them stop. And here we are like four kindergarten shootings in and nothing's happened. And it just, I hate talking about it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those things that, it's not like one of those things you want to debate. It's just one of those things you speak on and you shake your head and you're like, no. And I mean, think about like having kids. Like, do I want to bring a child? Like, how am I going to, what is it going to feel like to be a mother and to send your child off to school, not knowing if some like angry teacher's aide is going to come in and do something crazy, you know? Right. I, I can't imagine. And like, I really feel for parents nowadays because something that is so core to, you know, human life, just going to school has to become such an important decision. It's like, do I homeschool my child? Right. And I think a lot of, I don't know the, the stats, but I think a lot of people are choosing that option now for obvious reasons, but it's like, mm-hmm. shit, it's either see my child the next day or not. And it's so sad that that has to be kind of the, you know, the question that parents are asking themselves nowadays. So. Right. And even things like social security, I think about this, honestly, social security is pretty much security for elderly people. Like, okay, you did this, you worked, we're going to take care of you to an extent as your government based on whatever you did for your entire life. Like you're owed this and we're paying this IJ on all of our checks. Like we're putting money into social security, but 
they came out and said like two, three years ago that social security is going to run out by whatever year. And I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean it's going to run out? Why are you still, you know, so even, yeah, there's the money aspect because I don't want to pay into something if I'm not going to have it, like call me selfish. I don't really care. But also like if I'm old and in this country, like the, so you're saying the government just is going to leave me on my own. Girl, I guess you got it. That's what they said. You got it. Like (laughs) go make a billion dollars and you'll be fine. Right. So, so it's yeah. just sad, you know, like, and these are just, you know, very two small examples. We could obviously go on and on and on, but it definitely makes you just really think like, damn, we really have come so far from quote unquote, the good days, you know? Yeah. But I honestly, really, I'm a big fan of like the simple, there was a book, I want to say it was like Jane, something about a Jane, she plain Jane or Jane on the plane. I forgot, but it was like, it was, a, it made was me a, think of Dr. Sue. It was, it was a required book. I cannot think of the name, but it was about a girl named Jane and how she was like plain. I think it was Jane plain and tall. I think that might oh, Sarah plain and tall. Sarah plain and tall. <laughs> yes. Sarah plain and tall. And out basic I ass. Basic as, but she was like living on a plane, you know, like, oh, let's go milk the cows. Let's get some eggs. Let's eat. Let's go to sleep. And I'll never forget being like maybe like 15, remembering reading that and thinking, this doesn't sound so bad. Like (laughs) it was just her, her family in the house. That was all you had to worry about. And now you got to worry about what, you know, Trisha Kardashian doing in Paris (laughs) at eight o'clock at night, you know, like it's a lot. Mm -hmm. So I definitely also think about, you know, the simple days of just going outside and riding your bike and what's mom cooking for dinner. Now it's like, I can't get my son off his iPad and he's punching me in the face asking for (laughs) (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Right. And I think in that example, just makes you realize like, you know, what's really important. It's like being with your family having close friends and like enjoying the simple task of life, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to all this extra and the media, you know, social media, the news, what's somebody thinking about me, what they got on. And like you said, the Kardashians and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I know I hate even mentioning their names, but just to kind of bring this back to a more like personal example for me, you know, mm-hmm. I found this happening a lot really like during COVID and especially like when I first moved to Ohio, like it was just a horrible time to move. Like I've moved a, moved a bunch in my life, but to move at a time when you can't, damn near can't leave your apartment, <laughs> it's just really one of the worst experiences. Because I remember at that time, I couldn't really get to know my coworkers. I couldn't go out to actually get to know the city. I couldn't go out and make friends. I couldn't do anything that would make living here enjoyable, you know? Yeah. So I would just find myself really thinking back to just my time in Houston and even like in Philly and things like that and really looking back at the fun times there. And it it actually was really sad because I felt like it didn't allow me to be in the present and like, you know, try while I was here. And, you know, obviously some great things have happened since I have lived here, but just looking mm-hmm. at kind of all other aspects of my life at that time, it was really just a lot of like comparison that mm-hmm. really wasn't helpful. But yeah. That has definitely improved over time, but mm-hmm. it's just this idea of, you know, it's hard to move and you have to adjust, but 
it almost felt like it was unfair to myself by focusing so much on the past because, you know, it's not going to be the same. So it wasn't even really a fair standard to like hold, hold it up to. Yeah. But I mean, COVID, right? COVID. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I've found that happening more personally. Um, I feel like as I've gotten older though, you know, it's just nice to be more self-aware. So you don't like, you know, allow yourself to become trapped in those types of, those types of thoughts. But yeah, that's just been my experience. All right. So now it's time for our takeaways for the week. IJ, would you care to share yours? Of course. So my takeaway for this week, I'm going to leave you guys with this relaxation technique that we actually use in therapy. Disclaimer, this is purely educational and not, you know, a replacement for actual treatment. But there is this technique that we use in therapy called guided imagery, and it's really designed to induce like relaxation by helping you to imagine like calm or like happy imagery. So this can be a place or a memory, you know, it can be real or not, but the idea is to really use your imagination to like truly immerse yourself in that thought or that memory in order to reduce feelings of stress, tension, so on and so forth. So for this week, my takeaway will be to try this out with one of your favorite nostalgic memories. You know, the goal really is to, again, like immerse yourself in that experience and try to use, you know, all of your senses to help you do that. So think about what you see in that memory. You know, are there people around? Are you in a specific place? Think about what you hear in that memory, what you smell, things that you might be able to feel or even taste in that memory. And just try it out. See how this helps. You know, this you could do this for a couple of minutes and just, again, check it out, see how it works, and especially see if it helps you to, you know, just kind of feel more calm, but also boost your mood, like all these studies are saying this can do. So that'll be my takeaway. Try that out and let us know how, how it worked for you. Awesome. Um, so my takeaway is going to be much more simple. It's just kind of like, you know, a little nudge in a good direction. My takeaway is that when I am feeling a little down sometimes, I just like to, you know, watch certain shows or listen to certain songs. It's kind of like, you know, snacking on something, just like if you feel, you know, like a old a childhood snack, right? So yeah, when I'm feeling down, I just like to watch something that makes me feel good from my childhood. Like for instance, that's so raven. I might put on an episode or two. Just for a little bit, I try not to get like stuck in it and to like, you know, stay in the present and get out of there and watch something more recent. But if you're ever having a down moment, you know, try just listening to something or watching something that that makes you feel good. And yeah, that's my tip. Great. So that'll be all for our episode today. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.